Over the summer, I do a lot of mental skills workshops with dance teams and studios, and a lot of the focus is on goal setting. Why? Because it's the foundation for a lot of other things. If your dancers know how to set and track goals properly, they can rely on that skill to boost their confidence later on or increase work ethic and accountability. It's a great way to start off a new season with a school dance team or set the tone with a new studio company. So if you would like to incorporate a goal setting meeting into your season this year, I'm going to break down the seven steps I use to host a successful meeting so you can start off on the right foot and re your highest potential this year. Welcome to the Passion for Dance podcast. I'm Dr. Chelsea, a former professional dancer and dance team coach turned sports psychologist. This podcast focuses on four main pillars, motivation, resilience, mindset, and community. Each week, you'll learn actionable strategies, mindsets, and tips to teach your dancers more than good technique. This is a podcast where we can all make a lasting impact and share our passion for dance. Let's do this. So I've been doing private workshops with dancers around goal setting for years, and here's the main issue that comes up. The number one mistake coaches make with goal setting is to set it and forget it. You start out the season all excited, and then there's no real strategy behind it. So you set these great big goals, but then after, you know, a few weeks later, there's nothing else happens. There's no more follow-up. So you don't have the positive benefits of goal setting. I hear from coaches all the time that are like, oh, I, I know I should, or we never have time, or I don't know how to do it. And so it just sort of feels like this feel-good meeting in the summer to make sure you're all excited, but then there's no follow-through, so you don't have the success and you don't have the benefits that goal setting can really do for you. So it's those those dancers who set this goal to achieve a certain competitive success or something that won't be achieved for months, right? Or our seasons can be 10, 11, 12 months long. And if there's no strategy of how to actually achieve that goal, that initial meeting isn't going to be very much help. So first, of course, you have to make a decision to actually spend the time setting the goals. And I know that this isn't for everyone, and especially in a studio setting or a ballet company, this may seem strange, but I still think it's valuable to listen to because learning to set, track, and achieve your goals is a life skill that we can teach through dance, regardless of context. So just as you're listening, kind of think about how this might fit your your context and where you are with your dancers. You can make it work anywhere. So I'm going to move forward with this conversation today, just assuming you're on board with the part that goal setting is valuable and you believe that the process is helpful. So assuming you're on board, let's talk through what it actually looks like to set goals for your dancers. At the beginning of the season, it's very easy to have a chat with your dancers about goals, maybe set a few and maybe even leave that meeting feeling all pumped up and ready for the season. The dancers have made a goal for individual technical skills or the whole team wants to place top five at a certain competition, whatever it is that you set. That conversation goes well, everyone's excited. But then you get to the actual work it takes and somehow it's like that meeting never happened. If you're not purposeful about how you handle your goal setting meeting, it will inevitably be worthless. So to help make sure your goal setting team meeting is not only valuable way to spend your time initially, but that the value keeps on giving all season There are seven steps you can follow to ensure the goal setting success. So these steps are what I use in that initial meeting to make sure you set yourself up for the best chance that you will actually follow through, right? That it won't just go to the wayside. You'll be able to check back and 
track your progress and actually see the value in this all season. So step one of your goal setting meeting, talk about your core values. Before you even set goals, stop and talk about those core values for that group of dancers. And I, I do this every season, every year, even if I return to the same teams, it's different every year, right? And if you, you feel that as a teacher or a coach, like the dynamic is different, you know, the, depending on the season you're coming off of or what you were hoping for that new year, it's always got a little bit of a different vibe. So you talk about those core values. And another tip on this part is to have everyone brainstorm separately first, have everyone write down those words and decide like, what do I want my value to be? Do we value family, work ethic, you know, having fun, um, competitiveness, accountability, growth, learning, like just generate all those words and ideas, have everyone brainstorm separately first and then bring it all together and see where the overlap is. Then you start to see the themes and where those dancers are thinking along the same lines and you can narrow it down from there. The goal when I do these meetings is to try to get to three. Are there three core values that are really gonna help carry you all season? And those core values, again, will probably change year to year. It's a, that's a good thing. Make it special to this year's competitive group. Even if you're a team with a well-established culture, don't skip this step. Talk about this season. You have a new group of you know, leaders and older veteran dancers. You have a new group of you know, rookie dancers. Take the time to talk through your values because you need that foundation of what matters to you before you talk about a goal because those, that core value comes first. So I always think of this like you know, we have family values or personal values. It's the same concept just at a team level. What matters this year? Once you have that down, we'll move to step two. Have everyone brainstorm three team goals. And before you start talking as a group, have everyone write down at least three that they believe they should focus on for the team. This is a little trick that comes out of research and psychology. It helps prevent, you know, group think or that, uh, you know, group mindset because then, you know, one or two of your dancers share their ideas and then everybody just kind of jumps on board and goes, oh yeah, that sounds good, let's do that. And then especially the rookies probably never even join the conversation. So in order to prevent that, everyone generates three for themselves first and then start sharing and talking and you'll have a much richer, deeper conversation and make sure everyone is heard. And it's a true team effort, right? This is also going to set the tone for your younger, newer members of the team that they are a part of this. They're not just a fly on the wall listening to the conversation that they are involved too. So once everyone is brainstormed, step three is to discuss the goals and determine your biggest goal. What's the top goal for the season? And this can be a competitive goal or not. And this comes up a lot when I do these workshops is I think coaches and teachers and dancers are afraid to set a top goal like win nationals or make finals or top 10 or to set a competition goal. They feel like they're not quote supposed to have that competition goal. Uh, but it's okay. And I don't want you to have to shy away from that. If your team is truly competitive and they are going to be driven by that desire for competition, that's okay. And you can set that competitive goal. It's just from there, it's about the process and how you talk about that goal where, you know, maybe making top five at nationals isn't everything. And the only thing that matters to us, it's our goal, but we're going to be set. If you do everything in the process to get to that goal, but you fall short that day and the judges don't agree, but you know you did everything it took along the way, you can still feel really good about it. So 
if your team is really competitive and driven by that, that's okay. Set the competition goal. If you're not a competitive program, maybe you don't compete at all. Maybe it's a, a rec studio or the dancers are more like in the school and they're uh, more of a traditional spirit program who does community events and they don't compete. You can set the big goal and it could be, again, a technical goal. It could be a big goal about, you know, anything, a community involvement goal, whatever it is that matters to that team, which will go back to your values, right? What do you value? What matters and what's going to help serve you and help you come up with that biggest goal? So once you've brainstormed as a team, then you're going to discuss that. What is that top goal? This episode is brought to you by the Tears System. The Tears System is an app for dance coaches made by dance coaches. It gives you the tools to empower your dancers to take control of their technique and development. The app provides you with over 150 skills broken down by category, turns, leaps, jumps, acro and tumbling, and by level, beginner through elite. The skills list are customizable so you can make sure it fits your unique team. The app tracks dancers' progress through the skill progression so you and your dancers can transparently see where they are in their skill development and what they need to do to move to the next level or tier. The tier system provides you with data insights into your team's progress, goals, and future. Some other bonuses include tutorials to accompany skills so that dancers can learn independently. There's practice plan templates, cleaning checklists, discussion prompts for the team leaders, and more. Because again, this was developed by a dance coach. You can register your team for the Tier System app by visiting the show notes of this episode or visit chelseaparati.com slash tiers, T-I-E-R-S. That's chelseaparati.com slash tiers. Then step four is to set three or four goals that lead up to that bigger goal. So think of this like an ascension model. You want to get to that big goal, but you need the stairs that will help you get there. So I actually draw out a staircase when I do this with teams and think about that big goal at the top of the stairs. But that likely, if it's your biggest goal for the season, or almost a year away. So you don't want that to be your only goal. There's going to be a lot of steps you need to get there. A lot of, you know, going up those staircases to get there. So for example, if your big goal is to win a state championship, maybe a preliminary goal before that is to achieve, you know, a certain number of full outs in your routine by a specific date, or then you have a cardio training goal by a date that's earlier than that. And then you have a goal about positive team culture that happens before that. So with whatever you choose, work backwards and determine what has to happen along the way for your big goal to be possible. So we start with that big one and kind of work backwards in the season. Like, okay, is there a, a cleaning goal that needs to happen? And by when is there a team skill or a technical goal that we're going to have in that routine that we want to work on? At what date do we need that to happen? You know, where have we fallen short in the past? Have Do we need to work on strength training in certain areas? Do we need to work on uh, certain, uh, you know, motions? Or do we need to work on performance quality? Like what has held us back before that we want to focus on, right? And work your way kind of down the staircase so that you can create this picture of like, I see what has to happen, you know, this month that's going to help us make progress towards that big goal. So that 
if you decide, you know, your performance quality is something you want to focus on and you start doing that in practices, your dancers understand like this was our focus right now because it's going to help us move up the staircase to our bigger goal. And you don't get so much of the backlash of why are we doing this? I don't understand. And especially if you try to, you know, incorporate new strength training or new technique or new anything like that, that's pushing them. And it doesn't feel like a traditional, you know, dance practice that they're used to. And they're thinking, what is this? What does this have to do with anything? I don't want to do this anymore. And if they see the staircase, if they see, you know, we're on step two of the staircase, this is what's going to get us to what we want. You're going to get that buy-in and that commitment a lot faster. So you have your big goal. And again, set three or four that lead up to that. I wouldn't do any more than five goals for your year. And I usually even just stick with four. And sometimes you can come back and, you know, reevaluate and stuff, but you don't want this to be this huge, overwhelming process, right? You don't want goals to be something that take up all of your time as far as like tracking and paying attention because that's when you lose them that's when they go by the wayside so three or four maybe five total is all you need and that's going to really help guide you along the way then step five once you have that staircase is for every goal discuss how you will actually achieve it put dates on your calendar put plans in place to make it happen And this part is really where the magic happens. You can't be wishy-washy or hypothetical. You know, what days will you practice that skill? How long? When during practice? Who is tracking the goal? Like put somebody's name on it, right? How are they tracking it? Is there a shared, you know, Google spreadsheet? Is there a journal somewhere? Like who, how is this actually going to happen? And, you know, delegate to the necessary people on your team to make it happen. So, Are there, you know, captains or leaders? Is there someone who is kind of the responsible one? You know that they'll pay attention and remember it and, and set dates. And then I always, I'll go back and set reminders in my phone and say, okay, we should be on step one here and done. We should be on step two by this date. And I will back up in my phone three weeks before that and say, you know, check on step two. Have we started what needs to happen, right? And you're kind of set yourself up for the whole season. That's how it doesn't get away from you. So that when you are in the thick of the craziness of competition season that we all know and love, where like you can't even take a second to breathe, if it's already in your planner, if it's already in your phone or however you track your own calendar, if you already get that alert that comes up and says, you know, we should be reaching this, you know, cleaning goal. We set a cleaning goal for this specific specific skill. Where are we at? And it kind of, you'll get that red flag of like, oh, wow, nope, we haven't focused on that yet. Okay, I need to make sure I'm bringing that into practice. Or, you know, those red flags are set up for you. It just helps kind of reroute your focus so you don't get distracted and completely forget about it and lose it. So step five is to go through and discuss the how. Dates in the calendar is key and really concrete who is tracking it how what are progress steps how will you know you're on the way how will you know you're falling short pay attention to that especially with those dates and then put it somewhere where you will see it put it in your team calendar put it in your personal uh, planner whatever you need to do to make sure you're going to understand those dates and the specifics of how which going deeper to that step six is to plan for when you will evaluate the goal and stick to that plan. 
this is the big mistake people make around setting goals and why we very often set it and forget it, right? Once you have your four or five goals for the year, set clear evaluation dates. So for example, if you have a, you know, cardio training goal that is eight weeks from now, right? It's a summer training goal, something that you want to work on. It's the, the goal date is eight weeks from now. Write down in your calendar to check the progress to that goal at weeks two, four, and six. That way you can evaluate your progress and make changes as necessary. Because otherwise you know what happens, right? You get all the way to week eight. And if you remember that you had the goal at all, it's too late to make changes if you're falling short. The reason goals work is if you pay attention to your progress and make the adjustments you need to make. It's not about actually reaching the end goal. You might completely change the goal along the way, right? Maybe you had a cleaning goal or a skill goal and you have to say, okay, this isn't gonna happen. We needed to focus on a different skill or you have an injury on the team and you have to reblock the whole thing. And so now formations becomes a more important goal and you have to get rid of something else you were gonna do. Right, reevaluating in the middle of the season is key. It's not that you're gonna set these goals and then be hard and stuck to them no matter what happens. They're supposed to be fluid. They're going to serve you best when you have that check-in process, when you have a way to see how are we doing? Are we on track? Are we falling behind? If so, why are we falling behind? What do we need to do? Do we need to change up how we approach things in practice? Do we need to change the goal? Do we you know, was it too lofty in the first place? Or are you ahead of the game, right? Sometimes you get there faster. You're like, okay, great. We need a new goal. Move faster. Let's do it. And it gives you the added benefit of seeing your progress. That's what I also mean about the, at the beginning about how this goal setting process, if done well, helps all your other mental skills. It will boost your dancer's confidence if they look back over the eight weeks and can see how much progress they have made, right? If they can look back at a video from week one to week four to week eight and be like, wow, look at what happened. Like we are so much stronger. Let them see that progress. You're going to see a boost in motivation and accountability and that kind of fight that we're hoping for. And then the last piece to this step seven is to post your goals and display them somewhere that you can see it. Make a poster for your practice room, make a home screen image that everybody has on their phone, have Everyone make a small poster that goes on their bathroom mirror. I used to put sticky notes on my bathroom mirror as a dancer. That was my little personal way of doing this. It doesn't matter how, but there is a lot of research that shows posting it somewhere where you will see it regularly dramatically increases your chances of success. So the other way to make sure this isn't a set and forget is to put it somewhere, put it where you will see it. So that even if you have those dates in your calendar, even if you have these plans of how you're going to track it, you've got a visual kind of notification that's going to go off so that you notice, um, you know, oh, we haven't talked about this in a while, or, you know, I can check in with the dancer who I assigned to track it and say, where are we? Or how are we doing? And it's, it's that constant visual reminder to making sure you're going to stay on track. So, Again, this whole process is this initial meeting, right? So everything I just went through, one through seven, is what I would do in about a two-hour meeting with a team, walking through this whole thing. So when you come out of the meeting, you have that kind of staircase, you have those big goals, you have the plans of how it's going to get there, you have the tracking dates, and you have it ready to be posted somewhere that you're going to see. Because again, it's about how you use this the whole season. 
you don't just set it and never come back. You set it and then have a process for constantly checking back in. Notice your growth and progress. Notice where things are falling short and make adjustments, right? If things you get something thrown at you in the middle of the season, then adjust your goals. And back to the whole point of this is the life lesson for your dancers. So help them understand you can set a huge lofty competition goal. And then if you fall short, because in our world of subjective sport, if you have a competition goal that's not really in your control, right? So then you want all the rest of your goals to be in your control so that if you know you worked hard on your team bonding and getting to know each other and connecting, you worked hard on achieving a certain technical skill, you worked hard on improving your performance quality, all of that is in your control and you can track those goals. You can see the progress you made. You have so much to be proud of. When you get to that top staircase goal, that's a competition goal and it doesn't happen because again, the judges had a different opinion that day. It's so much easier to look at yourself and say, you know what? That was their choice. That was their opinion. I can respect that, but we know we did everything it took to get here. So there was nothing left. There's no regrets. Right? I always call that last competition goal. It's kind of my no regrets performance. I just want to be on the floor and have absolutely no regrets about what we put out there because there was nothing more we could have done. And so if the competition swings our way, great. And if it doesn't, there's no regrets. So you have all of these goals in your control that you can track and watch your progress, feel that motivation boost when you need it and help you keep going all season. And goal setting doesn't have to be complicated, but it has to be intentional. So I hope you can follow this, you know, simple process for that first meeting with your dancers and just see what a difference it makes this season. If you enjoyed the episode, please share and write a review on Apple Podcasts, share it with your friends, help me reach more of our amazing dance community. And if you have ideas for topics that you would like to hear me talk about, um, you can head over to Instagram, send me a direct message. You can email me hello at chelseaparati.com. I'm always here for you. So if there's something you'd like me to talk about, let me know. Thank you for listening and keep sharing your passion for dance with the world.